The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your host. We want to welcome our podcast listeners this morning or this evening, whichever you are uh, joining in on our podcast. We are on Identity Series number 49. For those of you who are wanting to get some of the earlier messages, in fact, there are many who are wondering, what message do I start with? Do I start with Dr. Finney's latest podcast, which is usually on our homepage, or do I start somewhere else? I always encourage people to listen to the latest podcast, whether it's 49 or whatever the number may be, and then go back to number one. The way you do that, of course, is if you found us online, which you obviously did if you're a podcast listener, is go back to our website and mouse over on the online school, and at the top of that little drop-down menu, you will see Identity Series. Click on that, and you'll see a start with one and go all the way to today's message of number 49. But each one of these messages are moving into a deeper and deeper understanding of understanding your identity in Christ. We've kind of been stuck on the spiritual fruit in the social area of life covering the spiritual gifts. Because there is no more outpouring or better outpouring or clear understanding of an outpouring in the social area of life than understanding your spiritual gifts. But Christians saying, well, over 90% of the Christian society are saying they have no clue what their gifts are. Well, then when it comes to the social area of life, they have no clue how to release the life of Christ in the social area of life. So therefore, they have to focus on actually getting educated and gaining skills to relate to people in society. So they go to communication classes. And they may even go to school and get a degree in communications. Maybe they will put their emphasis on training and education on how to public speak. Well, we got a little problem here because the most educated man in history, Paul, chief Pharisee himself, had to be dumbed down to the point of saying, I stand before you fearful and trembling with no persuasive words, no superior speech. He is actually describing a man opposite of the way he was on the day of his salvation where God blew him off the horse. You don't understand your spiritual gifting. You will have to lean upon the institution of man to be skilled in the social area of life. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the entire church society is now dependent on social apps, social life. The entire church is focused around social. The fact that Satan has been able to remove the spiritual gifts and a clarity of understanding the spirit of Christ in you, doing the work through you, has left the entire world with this social community. 
But yet when it comes to the precious topic of gifts of the Holy Spirit, we are ignorant. Most people know more about their social media than they do about Jesus Christ inside them, living and breathing through spiritual gifts within. Before I move forward, I want to thank some of my uh, listeners over in France. I got some great feedback from France this week and from India. There's uh, new interest again in, in India and, of course, our African friends. Some of the pastors were very offended by the message last week because I am not putting an emphasis on a deliverance ministry. As you know, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in music ministries. I don't believe in, in miracle ministries. So some of these listeners are thinking I'm saying I don't believe in miracles. I don't believe in casting out demons. I don't believe in whatever of the miraculous. Not true. I just believe it is wrong for you to take a truth about God and turn it into a ministry of God. Then you got to make that 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 illustration stand up and walk. Then you have to feed it. Then you have to clothe it. Then you have to throw money at it. There's only one ministry that I can find in the Word of God, and that's the ministry of what? Reconciliation. See, the whole goal of Shannon talking to this young gal should be for one particular reason. You can have three, four hours of fun talk, And many times as a minister, you have to let people talk and talk and talk because they're trying to convince themselves of the truth. They're trying to convince the person they're talking to of what they believe. If you cut them off too soon, too quick, they'll get up and walk away and won't come back and talk to you. So we have to play this social game with them and tolerate their talk that is leading them nowhere because... If it was leading them somewhere, they wouldn't be asking for help. So their talk has no no profit. And that's exactly what the Word tells us. So you, you you have to let them do their social media long enough until you can bring them to the point of looking at something in your hand, and that is, are you or are you not indwelt by the life of Christ? Because everything is based on that. We can't have this topic unless you have the indwelling life of Christ. Because if you don't have the indwelling life of Christ, and you're one of these people who call themselves Christians because you're a Christ follower, then all you're simply having to do is memorize the data about spiritual gifts and practice them. It's kind of like memorizing a, a, a manual on how to be a good mechanic and then when it comes time for you to fix that part it comes to mind and you've practiced enough fixing that particular part that it becomes easy for you and that's exactly how people handle the word of god it's idolatry christ doesn't need to be educated Christ does not need to be trained. He does not need to be sent to school for degrees. He is who he is in you and through you, and that is it. So now we have to understand 
exactly what does it mean for the Spirit in us to manifest through us. So let's take a look at our opening statement. The Holy Spirit manifests himself within the believer to enable him to discern the Spirit behind certain actions or words. Whether the Spirit operating is the Holy Spirit or demonic. The word demonstration comes from the evil world. Demonstration. There are words in our society we use that originally were put in place to clearly describe the difference between a demoniac action, demonstration, and a spirit, a Holy Spirit response in the believer. We have cute little buzz connections of spirits is connected to wines, right? How many people make a big deal about that? comes from the word pharmakia. It is a Greek word for demonic control. Early on in our languages, they knew all that. So when hard liquor was connected to spirits, wine and spirits, or beer and spirits, or whatever, they're trying to tell you something. You loosen up the mind with drugs, and you're going to start suffering from pharmakia, which is where we put the word pharmacy. That is one of the most popular ways to control behavior today is through pharmakia. Not the Holy Spirit delivering the person, but pharmakia. It's total science. It makes sense. Oh, you have irrational behavior? Take this pill. So now when I come along to disciple the person, I ask them what kind of meds they're on. And they list out this, the antidepressant, before depressant, after depressant, whatever. There's just this whole list of stuff their doctor has given to them to deal with this issue that God's breaking them. You see, so they come along and they, they demonstrate a spirit that is not of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's one says, I shall heal you. You shall know the truth and the truth shall what? set you free. Well, wouldn't Satan come along and say, you shall know a lie and the lies shall put you in bondage? He's not going to come out and say that to you. He's not as stupid as humans. We are really stupid sheep. The word stupid is in the Bible many times. The word stupid is actually in the dictionary, Hebrew and Greek, to describe actions of man. If you look up demoniac or demon or demonstration, you'll find the word stupid. A person with this manifestation has been given a supernatural, God's nature, ability to see into the spiritual realm for the protection of the body of Christ. What are we talking about here? Well, let's take a look at it. Discernment in the Hebrew. Properly, a taste. It's, it's kind of like that guy like Daniel who has to take a scoop of the, the king's stew, eat it, and the king's watching to see what? Whether he's going to die or not. And oftentimes people in the spiritual world have this incredible level of discernment of spirits. 
They know whether it's the Holy Spirit or whether this is a demonic spirit. I have to be careful because a lot of people I'm talking to and they're telling me this wonderful story and I know it's demonic because it is not in the Bible. That is not how the Holy Spirit does things. And I'm listening to this story. They've signed God's name to it. I had someone recently in my office say how their their divorce was supported by God. God didn't want them unhappy. God didn't want them in a relationship that potentially was abusive. Really? Could you please show me that? No, I, I can't show you that, but I know God is a loving God. Well, that's why a loving God sends 90% of the people to the pit of hell. We chose that. God's a loving God to say, I came in the form God in the form of his own son through his seed to say that he loved the entire world and he offers that love and the responses of the people in the world to that love become critical since God knows what you're going to do tomorrow he knows if you're going to stiff arm him even in salvation So it's not a rude God. It's not he has ordained you to go to hell. Oh no. He has ordained you into the ministry of reconciliation. But there are certain people that enjoy going to their grave stupid. They just don't want the truth. It's too much. It's too intense. It's too separating. It's too persecuting. It's just too much. Well, people with the discernment to get the manifestation who allow that manifestation to come through them can see that very, very quickly. So all these perceptions are not from the intelligence of man. It's from the super-nature, nature mind of God. It's God revealing what's going on. There's a group of uh, demoniacs that have replicated this. Who are they? Fortune tellers. They believe they, they have been given this gift. They even call it a gift of discerning of spirits. What's this, a demon discerning demons? I don't think so. You see, anything that God has, and you're learning about in spiritual gifts, the devil creates a replica. He wants Christians running around saying, I have the ministry of healing. So they want to pray over you that the slightest movement of something wrong with you. Keith Fredrickson, my disciple who laid hands on me, gave me a commission before I left the house that day. Don't let anyone lay hands on you unless God says so. Unless you know it is God. You see, there's replicas. And if we, if we focus on changing behavior instead of changing a life, we're going to get stuck in the misuse of discernment. So the misuse of discernment is to function from the discernment of knowledge, what you've learned, 
rely on one's own mind, advice according to the flesh, judge others, and to think on the things that are certain to human logic. If you think that that's just a handful of people out there walking around that are stuck on human logic, then you yourself are deceived. We are all stuck on human logic. What we see is what we believe. So if you come up and slap me, I say you don't like me. It's logical, isn't it? No, it's not. Abuse is love confused. Because true hatred is ambivalence. And if you know what ambivalence is, you can slap the daylights out of me, and my response is, or my reaction to you is, whatever. And walk away from you and not give you the time of day? That is hatred. I don't care enough to even waste a fist on you. That's hatred. People arguing and fussing and yelling back at each other, they are trying to communicate something they're not getting across. They actually care enough to confront. So we have all that confused. We have it all messed up. So what we see, we logically go, well, he hates me. I'm never going to be around that person again. Are you kidding? You need to step into that. They slap you, you got to step a little closer. Step in a little closer. You want my shirt too? You need my shoes? You step in a little closer because Christ knows they are dying for love. So he says, stay close to him. Turn that enemy into a friend. And that's done by stepping into rejection. Stepping into rejection. Stepping into rejection. Whereas the message logically in the world is get some distance. Get some space. Healing. To cure, to bring health spiritually of the mind or body. Pretty simple, right? Healing in the Old Testament is a leather pouch full of salve, which happens to be one of the expressions of the Holy Spirit. When David was picked out, of course before the foundation of the earth, but David didn't know that. He was a young man, 13 years of age, just had his bar mitzvah. Someone came along with some with a pouch full of oil. Who was that again? Samuel. And what does he do with this pouch of oil? Pours it on his head. Pours it on his head. Keith's telling me about this illustration. I was able to communicate to him why that oil went on his head. It was a commissioning. A commissioning for him as the future king. He was a boy, really, American standards. It was a healing. You see, when I told Keith about that warmth that I felt that was 
obviously beyond his human hand. He said, you were healed. You were healed of disbelief. Then I gave you the assignments to read. Old Testament healing comes from balm. It comes from salve. It comes from oil. And it's poured on a wound. I've done some research on oil in bacteria. And here's what I found. Oil deceives bacteria. It makes it think it's blood. Thicker blood. And if you pour oil on a wound, that bacteria will grab onto the oil. And if you change the dressings a minimum of twice a day, it'll clean that wound. You use three-in-one oils to this very day because of that principle. It's healing. It takes demonic doctrines that attach to it and cleans that person of how they've been wounded. That's Old Testament. That's the word picture. Greek is what you're staring at. To bring a miracle of healing to the body or soul. Well, that's great too. Now the misuse of this. To ignore health, refuse to pray for supernatural healing, to ignore the condition of the man, or to use demonic healings to replicate the works of God. Is it or is it not possible to bring physical healings to a human body? By using demonic power. I think it can be replicated. People, like if you're lost, if you're not even in what way, people can make you think that you're being healed. And it's a great and wonderful thing, but it's actually demonic. Okay. I would say yes because Jesus said, You cast out demons in my name, you heal in my name, but I never gave. Okay. That passage is stating manifestation. Not occupational gifts. Demons can provide physical healing to your body. You can have someone lay hands on you and be healed physically and a demon is doing that healing. I know that to be true because the scriptures tell me. Miracles. Demons can do miracles just like the angels of God. From snakes being thrown on the floor... From their staffs to all kinds of magi magic that you see in in the Bible. Magi. Magic. So you see, that's not impressive to God. Satan is a God of miracles. I don't let anyone touch me. Unless they are of the indwelling life of Jesus Christ. And just because people are getting healed and blah, 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 that is not evidence that God's with that church, obviously. God's with that revival movement. Keith and I and a couple others ministered to a fourth level high priest of the Satan church in Denver. And he got saved in an authentic conversion received the indwelling life of Christ and was growing. This guy was top of the line as a high priest. 
Confess things to us I am not going to repeat ever again. Horrid things. And he was uh, going church shopping because after his conversion he wanted a good solid church and he happened to attend this particular charismatic church as a new believer. And he's standing in the pew praying. The pastor's doing some altar call stuff down there. And he said, this is how he described it to me. I heard it with my own ears. He said, I was standing there, I was praying, just believing God's doing some kind of mighty work down there at the stage, and God says, open your eyes. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but high priests in the Satan church can see the spirit world. And there are few Christians, few indwell Christians that can, but they do almost all the time, because they've attained that right as a fourth degreed Satan high priest. So God said, open your eyes. He lifted up his head, opened his eyes, and saw the spirit world in the front of this church. And he said it was my old familiar demons passing through those human bodies like a cycle like this. And people were being healed or being thrown back on their backs. They were falling in the spirit they whatever and he says all they were was demons passing through their mortal bodies and God warned him that day of this so I'm a firm believer what the scriptures say on this I've heard the big boys with my own ears you know that's one of my favorite passages of Jesus saying you know, but I casted out demons in your name. I healed in your name. I did miracles, performed miracles in your name. And Jesus has these kind, sweet words to say back to them, right? He calls them really bad things and says, be gone from me. Don't buy into this lie, whether you are in Africa, whether you're in India, where you see these miracles take place on the street all the time. Or in France where you're so conservative you rarely see a miracle. I'm telling you this day, do not believe what you see. Believe who he is in you first. Or you will fall into these misuses. Miracles. Primary root word. Miracles. Properly separate, that is distinguish literally between Natural, human, and supernatural. Keep in mind what I just said does not necessarily mean God. It's a separation between human abilities and a supernatural ability. To accomplish. Hard, hidden, things too high. Marvelous. To separate again. It's a singular action. It's wonderful. It's basically either the works of God or the works of Satan. Manifestation gifts can be used on both sides. Spiritual gifts of occupation is only God. So for like children that are, that are new to the individual life, if they're faced with seeing things or hearing things from people that they know or, or trust, um, like the tongue thing, you know, if they're faced with that, how can they, as, as, what's a telltale sign that that's not an 
actual manifestation of God, and that's a... That is an excellent question because there is no way to discern out the tongues without having the discernment of spirits. Now, humanly, if someone says to you, say, gubala gagala, gubala gagala, gubala gagala, say it until you're dizzy, quote unquote, that's probably a sign that this is not God. Okay? But if there's a language coming out of this person, you're standing beside this person and they're praying and you just sense it's a language? Well, I can only tell you my experience. I can stand next to a person and this language is come out of the, coming out of them and I can just get the heebie-jeebies. And I'm like, this is not God. And there have been times to be honest with you, that I have shut someone down. And just turning and saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, you keep that tongue to yourself. There is something not right. There's a language of the demonic world that is not English. Are you with me? There's a language of God that is not English. And those are the proper tongue of the Spirit. And it's kept private, it's kept secret, because God doesn't want them writing out an alphabet for it. And there are certain people that hear God in his language occasionally. Occasionally. Here's the misuse of miracles. To ignore the works of God. Do things out of self-effort. Take the self-credit of the works of God. To refuse the works of the indwelling life. Or to produce miracle by, miracles by demonic power. Want to have some fun with demonic is Google D E M O and see how many words you get. Tons of words. People's names come from this. Misuse. Here's discernment of spirits. This manifestation is used in the teaching, testing of prophets and prophesying. Of course, that's 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Most of the prophets' words are to convince the body members around them. The manifestation of discernment is used by God to keep prophets in line. This manifestation can unmask a body member who is an evil worker and expose their deception to the body of Christ. The Spirit often uses this manifestation to expose a source of error in a believer or expose the source of one's revelation. This manifestation becomes a protection agent for the gifts God has provided. How many of you have been in a service somewhere where you're hearing strange languages, you're hearing or watching people jump up with a word of prophecy, or any of these manifestation movements? And what is one thing they usually assign to this? For God said or God told me I hear, yeah. 
or God wants me to tell you, or God whatever, step back, folks. Because if if you're going to step out and say, and God told me, you better know it's the living life of Jesus Christ. Or you better step back. Because see, they're, they're putting themselves in a position of being a real prophet or a false prophet. And the scriptures used to tell us that the people who had this manifestation of discernment are to keep a rock in their hand. Remember? And the, the, the prophecies of the prophet do not come true. What were we required to do? Stone him to death. That's how serious it was for God. He, didn't, he doesn't want these false prophecies thrown out there. So if I come to you and says, Lord thy God has told me you need to get married... Oh, you're already married. Well, you need to divorce this woman and remarry. You said all that kind of stuff never happens. Well, I have a testimony of a couple that was in my office there in an affair with each other, and they very confidently revealed to me in the session that they sent both of their spouses on a medical convention on the same airplane, and they were praying that the plane would crash. So they could legally marry each other. And they were having an affair. You really think this is God? It's horrible. The mind is frail. And it can buy into the craziest demonic doctrines if it's not from the indwelling life of Christ. So, therefore, this gift will determine immediately if there is demonic activity going on in a group or in an individual. The body member will have an overwhelming sense that spiritual warfare is going on around them. This manifestation gives a special insight into the person's physical sicknesses, whether it is spiritual or whether it is physical. Paul experienced this in Acts 16, 16 through 18. Paul was able to discern what spirit was speaking through the slave girl. You can't have any of the other manifestations unless you have discernment of spirits. It's critical. Healing. God uses this manifestation to cure human illnesses. The Greek definition of healing is to cure. This manifestation does not mean to band-aid or to bring relief but literally to cure. If I would, for example, pray a healing prayer over Marky, he's going to get up out of the wheelchair. There are times that, probably most of the time, honestly, that God just asks us to pray for comfort, to pray for a nurturing of the soul to deal with the pain. But if you pray out in a miracle manifestation, the boy's getting out of his chair. And so, I know even with the boys, there have been people that have been expecting that kind of, and it's your lack of faith, the reason why they're not getting out of their chairs and blah, blah, blah. I just want to shake people silly who think like that. Fact is, these are very special, rare moments that God provides. Purpose is to bring permanent healing to physical, psychological, or spiritual diseases. One or the other. Many think that once the spirit manifests through them, 
with this gift. They have the power to heal the sick at any time they choose. If they hear someone even mention we need to pray for so-and-so because they've just been diagnosed with cancer or whatever, they are quick to jump up, get over to that person because they believe their faith is what's going to heal this person. Uh, probably not. Could, if they're hearing the life of Christ. Well, this is not the way this gift works when the Holy Spirit is directed by the Heavenly Father to bring a cure to someone who is sick, then the power comes with it. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Now that's godly logic. We do not know why God leads certain people with illnesses and heals others. We do not know that God has his reasons and lessons for his suffering upon his children. When God does choose to heal, he does it so all of mankind will now see, experience his glory. So that the glory of God may be known. Remember again in Peter's case, he asked the Lord, why, why, why is this man... Was it this man's sin or was it his parents' sin? And Jesus responded with, It was neither this man's sin nor his parents' sin, but that the glory of God may be known. Reached down, grabbed a fistful of dirt, spit in his hand, put some mud on his eyes, and the guy was healed. That's what it's for. (laughs) So the guy could see his wife. Boy, we're so selfish, we make everything about us. Healing is a result of God's release of his power. Paul was so filled up with the power of God that when people would take handkerchiefs, literally take a handkerchief out of his pocket, a rag that he'd blow his nose in, they would run these handkerchiefs to other people who were sick. And what would happen? They were healed. Jesus is walking along one day and all of a sudden there was a lady with blood disease and she grabbed a hold of his garment and Jesus said, For I felt the power drain out of my robe. Your clothes, your hands actually radiate the power. So this is critical for us to understand is that If God's going to do something, it's his power that has to be uh, given with it to accomplish what he wants to have accomplished. So he gets the glory. And so Jesus demonstrates this in many of his stories, whether it is physically healing someone, spiritually healing someone, casting out demons, whatever. It was always, always about the glory of God, not to make the person feel better. Unless you were asked by the Holy Spirit to pray for comfort so that someone would feel a little comfort as they're dying. you got to know what the Spirit is asking you to pray. Miracles, acts of God through a body member. Greek definition, remembering its power. This includes parting water, walking on water, water into wine, whatever he wants to do. Purpose of miracles is for God to bring what is in the unseen world, as Jess was saying earlier, God's world, into the seen world, which is man's world. 
Many Americans believe that God can and will perform miracles in the third world, but not really so much in America, particularly not in your home. If the people don't believe by faith that God can and will manifest this way, you probably won't. There's a small, tiny, little annoying word that keeps being put before us by the Holy Spirit. It's called faith. Nothing can be accomplished without faith. So everything we've covered thus far in this series cannot be activated without two things. The indwelling life of Christ and faith. So you name it, claim it, stab it, and slab it all day long. But unless it's the faith imparted to you by the indwelling of, of Christ, it's just not going to happen, at least not by God's hand. It may ha- happen by a demonic hand. You can be assured there's demons in line waiting for these Christians proclaiming silly things that are not of God. They're waiting in line to do the miracle. They're waiting. But that to wait until you choose man's faith versus Christ in you faith. They can't get involved as long as Christ is involved. It takes faith and works to activate these manifestations. In many third world countries, people don't have the prerogative to trust in science and modern inventions. They simply have to rely upon the spirit of the living God to accomplish a lot of things us Americans rely upon science to do. They don't have that access. They don't have insurance programs. They have Christ. Identity matter statement for today. Online listeners, please listen very carefully. Again, I want to encourage you to go online. Print off the PDF This is a great way to put together a sermon outline for your people. And I thank you pastors who are doing this. But please go back to the library, print the PDF so that you can write your own sermon from these teachings. But here's our Identity Matters statement for today. Discernment, healings, and miracles are required where healings are required. They all three go together. Without these manifestations, people would never experience the fullness of Christ and glorify God who is in heaven. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.